That's hilarious. I'm recording. All right, everybody. Welcome to episode 14 of Unless You Live Hardcore. I am Kyle Forsyth. I'm Jake Ford. What's going on, Kyle? What's up? We're the hosts of this thing, man. I, uh, oh, yeah. For all the people who just missed it, right before we started, I started playing <laughs> Pony by Genuine, and Jake thought I was going to fuck him real quick. Yeah, it was... God, man, there was some steamy tension in the air. Dude, you want to hear? I have a like a cool rock version of it here. Check this. All right. Dude, it's pretty sick, and it uh. That's fun. Um, yeah, anyway, that really is even <laughs> it's even pretty in good. rock form. That song is yeah. extremely sexual. This uh, that version's by the band Far F A R. Um, that's okay, fun. Okay. Um, that was not planned to be on the podcast yeah. today. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was just uh, oh, you know I remember that I had that. You know, it's funny. I just figured this like out. Uh, uh, fourteen episodes into our podcast, I I turned the brightness down on my laptop so there's less glare in my glasses, dude. The glare has been so bad in some of these episodes when I've been editing them. I'm like, this is terrible, dude. I gotta fix this. I just figured this out. Well, you got it fixed now, so yeah, at least yeah, you figured it out, man. Yeah, I gotta. Better. I get if I pull up too many tabs, like if I have uh, two google chromes open on my left side yeah. you could see it start to illuminate my face well just look what starts to happen look at that you see look that at look at this look yeah. at that glare it's terrible especially like okay. this there's so many like instances in the podcast where i'm just talking like this this is really great for the audio listener um. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right man fun fun stuff all right let's let's hop into some music let's hop into some real actual uh metal music I'll, yeah I'm gonna start something it off i'm the... stoked on is the new incendiary record it's yeah so, it's so good dude i found out about it from ian fidance he was at detroit house of comedy and he we were talking about uh hardcore music and he was like you got to check out the new incendiary and it was when they only had like two or three of the songs released at that point and uh oh yeah yeah dude it's just I like fuck with it. bite the hook and something else yeah they only had a couple singles out at that time and yeah, yeah i listened to the whole thing now that's out it's great i like it. i i really love all the riffs on it i'm i'm a big sucker for all those all the all those like styles of riffs that they're doing on this shit i i enjoy the music more than i do the vocals i um, they're really they it's really grown on me a lot actually the vocals are a nice change of pace from regular hardcore vocals, I do think, because it is like hardcore punk. It's not just like straight hardcore. The vocals are yeah, more yeah. punk. There's um, less like uh, a scream to it and more just like the cadence and tone. You know what I mean? Yeah, which it's like I like it, but I don't, I guess. Yeah, which I like sounds it a weird. lot, dude. I just think it fits the music somehow. I Oh, it definitely fits the music and it works well, um, but... I'm indifferent to it in a weird way where it's like, I really like it, but I, I also sort of dislike it. I don't know. All right. Well, let's play bite the hook for the listeners. Play bite the hook. Take it, take it, take it away. Every plan I put in motion, every sacrifice I made. It's dead. 
Yeah, it's got great dude, riffs. That man. fucking part is so tight right there. I I think the vocals are so sick, dude. I don't know, man. I think you just got to listen to it more. No, I think that's the the opposite of the problem for me. It's like when I listen to a couple songs, I really like it. But when I listen to it all the way through, I just get tired of the vocals at a certain point. Oh, okay. So it's like the opposite thing for me, where it's like I enjoy it in burst, but... As a whole album, all the way through, those vocals become very one note to me. I mean, I it, I, I get I get what you're saying, but I, at the same time, I think you got to just appreciate it for what it is. Yeah, it's also a quick album. It's 29 minutes, so it's not like it lasts for long. So that's kind of long a, for a hardcore record, honestly, dude. Sometimes, yeah, sometimes yeah. those terror records will be like nine minutes, dude. <laughs> not really. They're like 17, but that's. 30 minutes is kind of long for a hardcore album, but... Um, yeah, I think that's yeah, maybe why know. listening to it all the way through at a certain point, it was just like, all right, vocally, that I get maybe, what you're going to yeah, do yeah. here. Maybe it's, maybe it's too long for you. That's I don't know. I don't know. I think, like, listening to a lot of it, the vocals just See, get... See, I, I thought boring. you'd be really into it because that style that he's doing kind of reminds me of new Metal a little bit in yeah. some ways. Oh, I mean, I'm glad you said it. <laughs> I yeah, mean, as I, far I as like it. a hardcore vocalist goes, uh, yeah, I'd say that he reminds me a little bit more of like a new metal vocalist. He does. Like he sounds like at any point he's going to start rapping, you know, like the way his vocals are like I could at any point just all of a sudden see it like turning into a rap breakdown, I guess. Sure. Yeah. I could, see, um, yeah, I could see him going. Even though I that. know that's not incendiary. I'm, I'm and that's grateful, not at all. I'm very grateful he doesn't yeah. at any point. But there's definitely bands inspired by this that do have rap breakdowns, you know, yeah. or that sound inspired by this. I guess that's why I'm kind of shocked you're not, like, super into it. Because I, like, no, I'm, I do I dig am it. in love with the record. Like, I, I think have been jamming it nonstop. I think it's the same thing for me with the new metal that does what we're talking about, where it's, like, when there's, like, new metal where it has that type of like rap breakdown or something from this it's like i can listen to a couple songs and i will get tired of that quickly like it's a similar thing where oh, it's like that, it becomes that even, same type of thing you find becomes that grading now. kyle <laughs> even not you grading <laughs> it's just there's only so much of it i want to do at a time i guess okay sometimes. i mean yeah yeah yeah, yeah. like in I mean, a I'm row sure i'll i i do this a lot with records when they come out i'll play it non-stop and then get tired of it for a while and put it down you know what i mean yeah. So I'm sure I'll do the same with this incendiary record, but for now, I, I adore it. I think it's so fucking good all the way through. I think it's very good, too. I'm just trying to say what my opposition is to it, I guess. Okay. It's like, I think it's a very good record, and I quite enjoyed it, and I've listened to it multiple times already, but... Yeah, it's uh listening I'm to, trying to I'm trying to save you from getting beat up by real hardcore kids, dude. <laughs> I don't care, dude. I know, I'm just kidding. <laughs> the metalheads got my back, all right? The metalheads. The new metalheads got my back. Okay. <laughs> they'll they'll fucking help me fight you these think hardcore. Fred Durst is coming to save you, bro? No, but these Pantera bros got guns, okay? <laughs> yeah, yeah, they got guns. <laughs> these fucking leftist hardcore kids. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah turn it into that no just get real political with that. it yeah turn no. it into that dude <laughs> uh no that's fucking funny oh man but yeah uh i i, I don't think it, I, it'll be fine i'm not worried about these hardcore kids coming after me dude no i was just i was just making a joke dude 
The new thing that I liked, um, I came that came out as a uh, more metal, and uh, it's Bring Me the Horizons' new song. They released two new songs from their new album. One's called Lost, which is more pop punk alternative, I guess. Like more poppy side. Uh, it's the more poppy side of Bring Me the Horizon. Is the song Lost? And I'm not interested in playing it on here right now. I don't care to. It's like it's a good song, but it's not metal. I yeah. think. Um, and so then they released another song this past week called Amen. Uh, and it immediately, I was like nervous cause I heard the first track they released from the new album and this song, the first feature that I see on it is a little Uzi vert. And I'm like, Oh no, I'm like, well, it's definitely going to be more pop punk probably. And then I see it's also featuring Darius Palumbo and Glassjaw. Oh, Daryl. Cr- yeah. Yeah. Daryl Palumbo and Glassjaw. Which um, is, like pretty is, little, wild. is little Uzi vert doing pop punk now? I think he's trying to do some rock music and shit. Yeah, yeah. I know he like started dressing like kind of emo recently. Yeah, he recently did a misery business on stage with Paramore live, I think in New York. Yeah, that was at the Garden. That's at the Garden. But this song featuring Little Uzi Vert and Daryl Palumbo from Glassjaw, which is like really a wild pairing. It's like Glassjaw and Lil Uzi Vert on a Bring Me the Horizon track. And so in my head, I'm like probably going to be more in the vein of emo or something. And it's fucking heavy, dude. Just out of the gate. It's heavy. And I love it. It's got some heavy riffs, dude. It's the heaviest thing they've released in a while. Since that like six song EP during the pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. Here, I'm going to play it. I hope you have fun. got like that fucking like bring the horizon synth in the background that you sort of expect like the production from them that you would expect to have on it i think mm-hmm. which is nice you look not impressed jake <laughs> no i listened to the song before i actually really like it yeah I believe this is this right here. I believe is Daryl Palumbo, if I'm yeah. correct. Yeah, it is. And then clearly, little Uzi Vert. Wow, that's Daryl Palumbo too, dude. What you talking about? Here's the thing that I'm going to say is impressive about it that I really like um, uh-huh. is that they did put 
Daryl Palumbo and Lil Uzi Vert just back to back. One goes into the other. Like seeing that pairing on there, you would expect it to be separate verses. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like Daryl Palumbo, more Bring Me the Horizon, and then Lil Uzi Vert, and then finish it out with Bring Me the Horizon. You wouldn't expect it to be Bring Me the Horizon, Daryl Palumbo, Lil Uzi Vert, back to Bring Me the Horizon. Like that's it's not the order I assumed it would go in. You know? Yeah, it does kind of just all come out of nowhere. Yeah, which is very interesting. I. And it's a, it's a bold move, I think, uh, and a very bring the horizon move as far as production goes. They want to, they always try and go for something that's sort of shocking in some way. Yeah, I mean they're always trying to catch people off guard. I feel like. Yeah. There's more screaming in here. I want to get to that. Oh, dude. More heavy new whispers, metal. dude. It's the new metal whispers, you gotta dude. Gotta love the heavy whispers, bro. Just let me breathe. Just let me breathe. Just let me suffer, suffer it burn. I will say this. Uh, I will say this. Ollie Sykes's singing has gotten considerably better over the years. It's gotten very good over the years. Yeah. yeah. I said. I said considerably better. <laughs> it's gotten pretty good over the years. I think honestly. Yeah, he's, he's solid. He's what? solid. This is definitely Daryl Palumbo again. Yep. The deep growl was Ollie. Yeah, so definitely. the lyrics, you can see it on like the when they're coming down on like Apple Music, the Daryl Palumbo ones are on the right side and the Ollie uh. ones are on the left side. So like yeah, Daryl Palumbo goes, just let me su just let me suffer, just let me breathe, just let me suffer, and then Ollie Sykes comes in with the growl with suffer and peace. That's fucking that like fucking fall renegade. That comes yeah. in with a the choir there. That's a dope little touch there. Yeah, yeah. I mean the production value on their shit's always pretty top notch. Yeah, it's uh I really enjoy it. I'm hoping honestly to hear more in that vein. Um I'm hoping we get more just, of that. I, I don't want them I don't to keep doing heavy stuff and just be heavy all the time. Like, just, dude, same. Just be heavy, guys. Yeah, but apparently, uh, their uh, like, keyboardist and main production guy, I, I think his name's like Jordan Fisher or something. Yeah. Um, he was in an interview. He's in some interviews recently, and he was saying that, uh, their like fourth album in this series which is supposed to be the one after this next one i guess i think is supposed to be like much heavier they're gonna try and like they're trying to save the heavier stuff for that oh, okay. so apparently they are gonna be dipping their toe back into the heavy stuff i just want to hear a few songs where they have no singing yeah and yeah. just like like just do all of his yelling and all that shit like the sound i miss the most from them is definitely that uh third album the there is a hell believe me whatever you know what same I mean? yeah i think uh there is a hell believe My me i've seen it there is a heaven 
Yes, there is a hell. Believe me, I've seen it. There is a heaven. Let's keep it a secret. There you go, dude. Got it. Bro, you want to hear a really funny Bring Me the Horizon story? I knew this girl. I won't name names, but oh my god, this is... She, she got a tattoo while she was drunk, and the guy who was doing the tattoo was drunk as well. She got a tattoo on her stomach, and it was um that song from Suicide Season where it's like... Uh, I've got a secret. It's on the tip of my tongue and on the back of my lungs. I'm going to keep it. I know something you don't know. She got that entire thing tattooed on her stomach while she was hammered, and it looked so bad. That's she had rough. to get it removed many years later, and it was like her biggest, self, biggest source of insecurity. I'm like, oh, my gosh. She used to hang around me and my bandmates, and we would just rip on her for that. That's rough. That's a tough Dude, look, dude. that's tough. That's tough, man, especially the fact that it's like, a drunken mistake you just do stupid shit when you're drunk like i get it now i'm like we ripped on her for it back then but it's like i understand how you could be hammered and think that's like a good idea in the moment do you have any tattoos jake you don't have any right uh yeah i have a tattoo oh yeah one i just got one right now i mean i want to get more but i don't have any money i have a a a traditional american traditional uh grim reaper on my arm that says ride or die (laughs) <laughs> i feel like this is a bit no it's sick dude are it's a real serious? tattoo i'm dead okay. ass serious okay. dude i thought you were why why, why is that funny sounds like the logo of a motorcycle club oh i mean <laughs> it's not supposed to be like I, it's just like i don't know i got it like when one of my friends passed away <laughs> I'm, st- I'm a dick. <laughs> no, it's fine. I don't care. Ride or die. The, I mean, you can't tell me that doesn't sound like a motorcycle thing with a Grim Reaper. Uh, sure. It I mean, sounds I... like the back of a motorcycle jacket. I guess, Kyle. Whatever you. <laughs> it's a pretty tough tattoo. I guess is that. Are you saying it's too? Are you saying I'm not tough enough for this tattoo, dude? Is that no, what you're trying to say? I'm just saying it does. It sounds like also the way I would describe the back of a motorcycle vest that I saw on a burly guy it's, driving okay, down the well, street on I, a it's Harley. It's a real tattoo that I got. All right. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, I you know I got a fucking shitty cross tattooed on me. I, we all uh, you know it happens. I, your I tattoo's probably good it. though. It's, your it tattoo's is good. probably good. It's it, just, it is good. It, it looks good. The... I paid good money for it. I didn't get it while I was shit-faced, so. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I've never gotten any tattoos drunk. No, No. why never. would you? It also no. makes your tattoo turn out worse because you're like, blood is thinner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's fun. All right, How man. dare you, Kyle? How <laughs> <laughs> fucking dare you, dog? Okay, if somebody's like, I got a tattoo of a fucking grim reaper and it says ride or die it's like what are you in a motorcycle I got it gang for the homies dude yeah, okay. ride or die is also a term that you like use for people that you would like go hard in the paint for you know what I mean? yeah like a motorcycle gang maybe <laughs> <laughs> all right i see your point <laughs> but i'm not i'm not gang affiliated so there's no need, no need to worry i don't no. know if, no, I don't know if my clubs. whole. Okay, I don't know my if my, I don't know if my entire fucking face gives it away, but I'm not affiliated with the Hell's Angels. 
Oh, man. None of these guys are gang-affiliated either. They're in motorcycle <laughs> clubs, dude. Okay. They hang out at the clubhouse. All right. Well, let's talk about some of your tattoos, Kyle. <laughs> you got a kitty cat on your hand, right? What's up, dude? Yeah. yeah exactly, dude. Exactly, yeah, dude. <laughs> what gang is that, dude? It's not. What gang is I that? think it's, it's pretty like, clear it's not. You get together with a bunch of 90-year-old ladies? Every uh, 90-year-old cat ladies? Yeah, man. Me and, Don't you uh, have a dog? Me and Gertrude. Yeah, I have a dog and a cat. Oh, okay. That's my cat on my cat head. Cat dog. Yeah. Cat dog. I got the arm on my, or I have the dog on like my arm, oh, on okay. my elbow area. Yeah. Oh, that's cute. That's cute. Dude. <sighs> I'm sorry, my tattoo's not cute, dude. <laughs> it's, it just sounds like a motorcycle gang logo. It's sick. Do you want to see it? It is sick. Sure, dude. Yeah, it's not a bad tattoo, but also. Tell me you can't imagine that in the middle of a motorcycle vest. Like, just on the back of it. That's, I mean. Yeah. I guess. And then it says, like, has, like, one of those little, like, banners over top of it that says Riders MC, you know? <sighs> Don't make me regret my tattoo, dude. Don't tattoo shame me, bro. <laughs> What the fuck, Kyle? I'm not shaming you, dude. I'm just saying. It sounds like you're shaming me, dude. No, I'm, I I have tattoos that I'm ashamed of. You, I'm not ashamed, ashamed of, of it. It's a sick tattoo. I'm it's, saying I have ones. The that artist I did a great job. Jason yeah, Silva did a good job. out in uh, out in Lansing, dude. Good. They good did a good job. Artist. I'm not saying they didn't. I'm just also saying I could see it on a motorcycle gang jacket. And I mean, you said it's a hard tattoo. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. All right, dude. I quit the podcast, dude. <laughs> this is the final straw for me. It's over. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. We're good. We're good. Oh, it's man. fine. I mean, I like. It. I see what you're saying. It's a pretty tough tattoo for somebody yeah. who looks like. For somebody who looks like me, it's a pretty no, tough. I tattoo. just like. I think it's just two things that are like commonly associated with like fucking motorcycle like yeah, clubs and shit. like yeah, they yeah. really often use grim reapers on their logos for some reason no i know and i, I know. could also I'm see a, a lot of, of motorcycle dudes i was like, aware Ride of or that die. before i got the tattoo <laughs> i knew i knew yeah the tattoo artist didn't say anything about it he was like this is a sick tattoo idea bro yeah, now give me my money. <laughs> <laughs> he was really supportive. Dude. He said you're paying in cash, right? No, this looks good, dude. <laughs> Imagine if a tattoo artist was tattooing this. He's like, dude, this does look like shit, bro. <laughs> like, now, there's plenty of artists your who arm. won't do certain. If they don't think it's a good idea, they'll tell their client. Yeah, like, that's that's dumb, bro. Like that's yeah. dumb. <laughs> Oh, that's fucking funny. All right, I didn't, we should get it's not, At least it's not a full paragraph of bring me the horizon lyrics no it's not that and be thankful on my that. tummy I, dude that shit, on... that shit ruined beach season for that girl for like eight full years Jesus. until she could afford to get it removed bro dude i've been there's been many times i've thought about getting lyrics tattooed on me and i've never gotten any of them because at every point when i've stopped to think about it i'm like that's too sad like, like that's emo dude like because all the lyrics i would want to get are from fucking like emo or metal songs and shit and i'm like that's that's not a fun thing to have tattooed on you after a few years you know like no. i don't know i think it's a lot just, of the it's lyrics just like are really it's just cringy yeah it's just so cringy dude the only words i have on me is be yourself and it's in my mom's handwriting that's cute 
That's really I cute. guess, man. I put it on there also because, like, I wanted to get, like, the fucking finger tattoo, like, there with, like, a piece of advice to myself while I'm on stage. Uh-huh. But I just put it there instead of doing the finger tattoo. Okay. Um, my favorite one that I've ever seen. It's, like, I love having, like, a fucking advice tattoo. Like, a few people. I know a bunch of comics who've done them like that so they can see it while they're holding the mic. My favorite one is Jessica Michelle Singleton. Do you know who she is? Um, I think so. Comedy store comic. She's funny. Yeah. Um, but on her finger where she like holds the mic, it says slow down because she's like, I got ADHD and move too fast for my material. And she has a bit about it, too, that she made about it. Um, oh, interesting. Yeah, but it's like it is also like one of those pieces of advice where I'm like, yeah, I need that a lot. Slow down. Yeah, yeah. Do you think um, do you think Michael Richards has a tattoo on his finger that <laughs> yeah. says say it says slurs? Say the N-word. Yeah. <laughs> it says drop slurs now. Yeah. <laughs> it just it actually doesn't even say that. It just says fucking do it. <laughs> just says the N-word. Say it. <laughs> say it. <laughs> 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 that's a so that's such a dumb bit. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I was there to knock out that punchline, man. I saw it coming. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, was pretty, it was pretty obvious what I was getting into as soon as I said Michael Richards. Yeah, you underhanded there's, that. There's ball, only dude. one thing with people associate with him anymore. It's not being Kramer. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right, man. Let's hop into the next thing. Uh, teeth. The band Teeth. Mm-hmm. A biblical yeah, worship band, of violence. This band is uh, my favorite new find. I really love. How'd them. you find I think, them? I uh, through like a recommended section under I think Kublacon or somebody else. I don't know some other heavy bands like recommended or like similar artists. And I was like, Teeth is an interesting name for a band. I bet they're like really heavy. And I was right. They're extremely heavy. Am I looking at the right band here? No, uh, no little Uzi Vert. They're kind of hard to find. Just look up their the EP. Yeah, I I thought I I mean I was trying to look at their uh their Wikipedia, but I think this might be the wrong band's Wikipedia. There might be another band, another rock band. I think there is. Yeah, I think there is. In the Philippines. Mm. Yeah, interesting. I don't know. Yeah, they. They must not even be big enough for a wiki yet. Yeah, play uh, play the last song off of it. Play Eyes, Thorns, Mouth. Here we go. this shit yeah it sounds like they're ringing a bell in the background yeah it just sounds like something that's getting hit it sounds like a bell to me yeah i think it might be a bell there's other instances of them using that sound on the ep but it sounds tight dude yeah I, i feel like it's probably a sample yeah, oh yeah, it's like a bell sample or something, but it sounds yeah. heavy as fuck. Yeah, 
That is also, I will say, um, the first thing that made me really want to listen to this is <laughs> you messaged me the other day. You're like, you got to check out this band, Teeth. Uh, I want to talk about this band on the podcast. And I was like, okay, cool. I'll, I'll listen to it. And then you're like... And then they, it sounds like they're hitting a keg or something on their last track on yeah, the album. Yeah. I was like, I'm in. They're hitting things like, that they're like not a... supposed to to make metal music. Sounds like yeah. my vibe. Yeah. It sounded like, like a Slipknot instance. Like It just reminded yep. me of like that type of production value where it's like extra percussion. It just yeah, there add, is, adds uh, to the heaviness. There is some uh, definitely new metal influence just sprinkled in here. Uh, throughout this album you know just like uh also on like pig virus on this album i'll play a little bit more of eyes horns mouth but uh i noticed a little bit of like i think the uh the heavy whispers pig virus uh dude heavy whispers are just all over the place man because they work you know why they never they never don't work but I think a lot of these like modern newer bands that are doing it, they were inspired by new metal doing mm. it. Because mm. I think that was like the peak of metal for a lot of these bands. I mean, that was it's that was the well, last like, time it was like popular to do that. I feel like Corn was like the first band to just like whisper on a song. They were one of them. Yeah, they were up there. Yeah, here let's hear more of this. You heard that, right? There's yeah, the heavy yeah. whispers, kind of. That was more just like talking and like a vocal fry. Just be like, yeah. That's more like Marilyn Manson inspired. Slipknot inspired, too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Some Corey Taylor shit, volume three, subliminal verses shit. Yeah, yeah. There's that bell again. It's heavy, man. It's so good, it's dude. Here, let's hear Pig Virus a little bit. Is this the first song off the EP? Pig Virus is the third song. Okay, play the first and one it's after all... that. What's the first okay. song called again? We Eat Our Young. Yeah, that one's that one's really a ripper, dude. So we'll play dude, those two. Pig Virus is a ripper. It's a minute 51. Yeah, yeah. We can blaze through that. There's those like fucking slipknot sounding vocals again. Something about it's like it sounds very Corey Taylor esque to me. You know, like the vocal fry sort of heavy whisper. Mm -hmm. Yo, pause it for a sec. The guy who's doing uh backup screams, I really like that dude's screams too. They're pretty fucking heavy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Play that part again after that breakdown. There's a, there's like one of the either one of the guitarists or bass players coming in and doing like backup screams, and his shit's like sounds gnarly. And that, folks, is how you do a breakdown. Just got that, that panic chord, just sick dan, dan, breakdown. Dan, 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 dan. 
Yeah, dude. And then back to like the fucking zipping hardcore man. Just drummer. Their drummer does not let up. He's nasty, bro. Yeah. If I was going to make heavy music again, I would probably make it in like that type of style where it's just like very fast, hardcore and spastic. I love that. Like, like as soon as I heard this first song and they're just blasting over panic chords, I'm like, yeah, I'm pretty fucking sold on this already. Dude, if I ever make music again, I want to make some shit that's like new metal inspired, not rapping or anything. Yeah, I don't want yeah. any rap on it, but I'd want to make something that musically sounds inspired by new metal i, think. I just like you know? uh, like i'd want i'd want the bass to be heard i think that was a big thing yeah, in new yeah. metal music that we lost in the mid 2000s is the sound of a bass like right it, when we got to like the post hardcore generation the bass was just turned all the way down like it was just like the chug riffs like nobody yeah. gave a fuck about the bass besides like dance gavin dance maybe like right they were one of the few exceptions i think but it's like nobody gave a fuck about it for some reason like it just fell by the wayside but when new metal was popular it was like front and center and all that's new why metal. i like uh kublacon so much because they take a lot of like breaks where it's just like just bass or like yeah. just just bass and drums and vocals and they're like they're just like have these breaks where it's like no guitar it's creates yeah. space people it's... forget how uh important it is just to create space sometimes you don't have to just be super unrelenting at every moment yeah it also creates just a deeper and more rich sound if you can hear all the instruments yeah. i think like you yeah, can yeah, do yeah. more musically if all your instruments are shining so. yeah That'd be fun. It'd be fun to make heavy music. I don't know. I think it's like, I, I want to explore like uh, doing a full record or EP where it's like, I'm only screaming on it. Cause I think that'd be like an interesting process to like, try to record that. You know what I mean? Cause I have that one song on my last EP where I have that screaming part. That's the only time I've ever like screamed on a song and I thought it came out pretty good. So I was like, I kind of want to make heavy music again, dude. Yeah, man, I get it. I get the urge. I yeah, it. it was pretty right, funny to do. Wait, go ahead. Oh, sorry. I was going to go on to the next song. Go oh, ahead. yeah. No, you sorry, got I interrupted. I interrupted, dude. I was you just going to say it was funny. It was funny doing that song that I have with the screaming on it because that breakdown is in standard and it's with a G and C chord. But my producer just made it like sound so actually like heavy. It's hilarious to me that that breakdown is just a G and C chord in standard tuning. Yeah, dude. I mean, I think uh, making heavy music would be fucking fun again. Definitely want to get back into it, man. Dude. Especially pro whole... programming the drums for it is the hardest part. I'm actually like yeah. writing the guitar and shit for that. It's not that hard. You can come up with the parts really fast and get a song structure. You can get the bones for a hardcore song pretty fucking fast, dude. Yeah, you either got to program drums or find a good drummer. Yeah. It's a lot, of, hit, lot of hits to program, especially when you have those blasts, dude. Yep. All right, let's go on to eat. We Eat Our Young. I'd like to stop and 
say how much progress we've made as a hardcore music community where that breakdown there didn't start with like a bell like a Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, like a little china belt like and we're just just to hit the three snare hits rewind instead. 10 years and every breakdown sounded like it that been but dun, with a dun, ding. Dun, ding. yeah exactly <laughs> it was right there right when it goes for the breakdown it was thank like, god we know better now dude yeah ding. Yeah, <laughs> that's it totally would have came in there yeah. you're right yeah. It's like classic post hardcore. Like that was like, every fucking band was doing. Like I heard that there, and I was like, the fact that they didn't hit a bell there shows a lot of restraint. Yeah, definitely. It's wild to think we're just thirty seconds in, and it's that unrelenting. It's just brutally unrelenting. It's, <laughs> it's 30 seconds. In. It's such a fucking good song. This breakdown coming up right here is nasty, dude. And then when it there, like right there, as it's like about to get back into it, it almost sounds like a deathcore song there. You know what I mean? Like that dawn, dawn, dawn. Like it just, yeah, it's very it's, doomy. Yeah, it sounds deathcore to me. Like at that part, they, they're not making deathcore, but at that part, it sounds deathcore to me. Yeah, um, they definitely have like a wide range of influences for sure. Yeah. I think that's what makes it so interesting is it's like hardcore, but it's got deathcore elements. It's got new metal elements there. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just got different influence within it. And also it's talented musicians. This album honestly was way more interesting to me than the incendiary one. Mm -hmm. This one hit me. I mean, like maybe it's cause it has elements I think of they're music very, that like, I'm a little yeah. more apt to. Sure. You know? Sure. Um, but yeah, I think it, musically i just enjoyed it a little more i think yeah I feel uh, it's you. also it's a tighter album you know maybe if it was as long as the incendiary one my opinion would be a little different <laughs> it's funny yeah, you might get about... tired of how spastic that is over the course of like 30 minutes yeah this is 14 minutes long the whole ep yeah yeah like i do this seems like it's a newer band because they don't have a full length out yet they just have singles and then this ep so i am interested to see what they do with like a full length album yeah. See, when you first sent it to me, I thought you were uh, sending me swollen teeth, but you were sending me teeth. Mm -hmm. Are you familiar with swollen teeth? I don't know that band. We'll have to talk about them on a future episode. It's a new project. It's a new band. Um, and all of them have fucking masks. Nobody really knows who they are, but they're signed to uh, a label started by Ross Robinson and Ghost Mane. Um, like, who's are you familiar with Ghostman? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's Ghostman and Ross Robinson, who you're probably familiar with Ross Robinson too, right? No, I don't know who that is. No, famous mega no. producer from the new metal days. He did like 
a bunch of like Slipknot albums. He did like Korn's first albums. Oh, he did Ross like, Robinson. He did Suicide Silences oh. one album. Oh. Yeah, you know who I'm talking about now? No. No? Okay. <laughs> I was fucking with you, dude. <laughs> All right. All I was right. like, I was I thought you'd get it. I thought I was like, he's, I was he's like, a mega oh. producer. Dude. No, for so, sure. I'm sure I've me, listened like, to his music a ton then. Oh, for sure you have. Let me list off like a few of his like more notable fucking albums. I mean, he did Korn's first album, um, and their like EP before that. Uh so he created like the Korn sound. Roots by Sepultura, Life is Peachy by Corn, $3 Billy All by Limp Bizkit. Uh, he did Slipknot's self-titled album, oh, nice. At the Drive-In. He's pr- nice. done At the Drive-In. Iowa, Slipknot's Iowa. He did Glassjaw, Worship and Tribute. Cool. Um, he's like his, and I'm, there's a lot that I'm not listing. Heroin by From First to Last, Redeemer from Norma Jean. Drop Dead Gorgeous is Worse Than a Fairy Tale, The Anti-Mother by Norma Jean. He's done a lot of shit. And, like, he also did, like, Suicide Silence, his album, their self-titled album. Um, he did Anti-Icon with Ghostman. He's done a lot. The dude's fucking deep. Uh, but he create. A oh. lot of people call him the godfather of Nuno. Oh, yeah. Ross Robinson. Right. Okay. Yeah. He's, <laughs> he's known as the godfather I of Nuno. But he helped start a label with Ghost no, Man. that's sick, dude. And they, si- they signed a band called Swollen Teeth, and nobody knows who they are. And rumor has it that two of the members, because the person who's helping them produce their first album is um, Sid from Slipknot, the DJ from Slipknot. Uh, and this band, Swollen Teeth, coincidentally has a DJ, and a lot of people think that Sid is one of the members of this band, and that Ghost Mane is one of the members of this band, too. That's the rumor. Because nobody knows who the band actually is yet. Um, but they just released an EP on May 9th, and we can talk about that at a later time. That'll be a fun thing. All right. Um, hell yeah. Is we it can heavy? go through all this shit. Yeah, dude, it's heavy. It's heavy. Nice. Um, and it's the first band signed to this record label by Ross Robinson and Ghost Mane. Um, and it's heavy. It's good shit, dude. Um, We could talk about that at a later time. But that's what I thought you initially sent me. And I was like, how did Jake discover swollen teeth? I was like, I was like, I didn't think you'd discover that for some reason. um, It's because I'm such a Ross Robinson stan. (laughs) See, I I like Ross Robinson. I love the shit he's done. And I'm a fan of like Ross Robinson and Ghost Mane. No, he's he's a good producer for sure. I mean, if you look up his discography. yeah. Yeah. I mean, and it goes way deeper than that, too. But this band Teeth which is not swollen teeth, just teeth. If you want to find them on Instagram, it's at Teeth Noise. So that's okay. how you find they them. They are a noisy band, so that's a good good handle for them. Yeah. So I like it's a solid teeth. band, though. Yeah, yeah they, I think they rip. I think they got a bright future, man. I think they're heavy as fucking balls. You heard it here first. Jake Ford thinks teeth has a bright future, everybody. Yeah, I do. <laughs> All right, man. Well, I mean, I think we got into a lot more music on this episode. Uh, yeah, definitely. Lots did. of music. Definitely but, did. All right. Well, if we could wrap it up there, dude. I think we're close to an hour. All right, man. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna sign off. I'm gonna go get this tattoo removed. So, <laughs> fucking. Dude, no. I, I think, think you should um, just get. You I should think just get there's in... probably a program in the city <laughs> to get like gang affiliated tattoos removed. So maybe I could get it done for free. <laughs> no or hear me out 
negate that all entirely and yeah. just put a little the m the letters mc right below it and mm. then it's ride or die motorcycle club i don't know <laughs> i don't know if that's a good idea and then people will think you're really hard dude and then if people are like what's this be like i was in a motorcycle club for a while and you know yeah. <laughs> yeah. once you're down you're down for life dude yeah i'll just lie think... about my whole personality <laughs> yeah dude Work for Steve Ren is easy. Just become a fraud, dude. <laughs> Just become a oh man, you can make fun of Steve like that, dude. I love I love Steve. That whole thing sucked. Yeah, it did. I, yeah, I it's Steve. funny. I love that, I love the league. The league is so funny. What's wild is when that happened, and they're like, "He lied about this." I was like, "I never heard about that." Honestly, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. like, it was like news to me that he even ever said that. It, which it, was no, like, the I thing. never heard about that either before. I had no idea. For I, people I, who I, don't know, Steve Ranazizi is a comedian. And I guess he, he lied, lied about, about being in one of the towers in nine eleven. Yeah, and getting out alive and stuff. And then people, like, and later he was he got in, like, famous. He was he in, got, like, like, Red Hook or some shit. <laughs> he was yeah. in, like, Brooklyn. He got big, and he got notable, and then somebody found out his location on the day that it happened and found out that he wasn't even, like, working there in the towers or something. Like, somebody did internet sleuthing on him and found out that it was all a made-up story, and he had to he come didn't. out and be like, yeah, I lied about 9-11. And it made it harder because right at that moment, Pete Davidson was blowing up, and Pete Davidson had a dad who died in 9-11 yeah. who was a firefighter. And then, so, like, it was just, like, the juxtaposition of, like, we have a comedian now whose father fought, died in 9-11 and we have a guy who's claiming that he made it out of 9-11 who lied about it and like i, I think mean, that it's made a really it weird harder. shitty thing to do well yeah so. but then pete davidson like made like fucking referenced it in like his hour or like his special or whatever like oh his did first he one, I, th I think so i'm pretty sure he referenced it in, like, i his thought first he just special. went on like jim and sam and talked about that i think he did like a quick bit about it too oh, okay. i could be wrong on that but that was a whole thing i don't know i've never sat through an hour-long pete davidson special so i don't really <laughs> Yeah, and I've I, seen and him I, live I, once. I, I fuck with Pete Davidson, and I have not sat through a whole special because I don't think <laughs> I saw him live once. He did Royal Oak Music Theater. Myself and Brett Hayden went and saw him. This is when he was like very early on. He had just recorded his Comedy Central special, and it hadn't come out yet. Yeah. So he was doing like pretty much all new material, and like his openers were like Ricky Velez and like the very other funny dude, comic. The other dude who's like the co-creator of his uh tv show bupkis it's like his co-writer who wor he worked with at snl dan and then levy? the other dan something it's not levy but mm. then the other person who dropped in for a guest spot who wasn't on that tour with him and just dropped in for the night was gerard carmichael oh nice yeah like right gerard as he had awesome. like right as he had gotten like the carmichael show and the carmichael show hadn't come out but it was announced that he was going to be making it so like Gerard was like really blowing up and back, he popped back in when he was pretending minutes. to be a toxic straight man. <laughs> yes. He dropped in and did five. What do you mean? I guess, out. dude. I don't know, man. I don't remember. like his persona, but yeah. like he literally was like, I'm going to cheat on my wife when I get more rich and famous. That was like, <laughs> dude, he had so many bits like that about like some very sexist shit, dude. I don't even remember. It's been a while since I've watched his specials. Watch Love time. at the Store. At, go back and watch or watch uh what's his newest one called Rothaniel. go watch for Daniel and then go watch love at the store and you'd be like damn dude he was definitely doing some of these bits to like as a smoke screen <laughs> i don't know man that dude i, I could go on for he's a very interesting person i i, I mean, love gerard nothing against Neil him. Brennan, saying, you can dude, see he was, the huge difference 
he was such a prodigy that Neil Brennan, uh, so Gerard's car like shit out or he needed a car and wasn't able to do comedy there for a minute. And so Neil Brennan, this is before Gerard had any type of deal or anything. Neil Brennan just believed in Gerard. So Neil Brennan bought Gerard a car and said, keep doing comedy. You don't have an excuse. Like he bought him a new car when he was like 19 or 20 years old. Damn. And Neil Brennan just gave him a car and said like, just do comedy. I want to make sure that you can be successful. And then Neil Brennan has a bit about like how like his ex-girlfriend broke up with him because she said that he was in love with Gerard Carmichael. And he's like, I'm not in love with him. Like, and like, it was like a bit. And then like, fucking Gerard releases that special like a few years later and then Neil did another bit or something about like my ex broke up with me because she thought I was or he was like out of podcast he's like because she thought I was like gay for Gerard and I was like no I'm not gay for Gerard and then it turns out Gerard's gay <laughs> years later <laughs> That's pretty funny, which is actually. like pretty funny that like the woman Neil was dating read it and could figure it out but like Neil Brennan hadn't figured it out yeah (laughs) a little bit sus Neil he bought him like a car when he was young I guess because he was like he just believed in him as a comedian and it's like that's a fucking awesome story you know there's a lot to be jealous of there but at the end of the day you just got to be like happy for a dude that got that in a way you know it is because it's like having anybody believe in you that much where they're like I'll buy you a car so you don't have an excuse to not do let me ask you a question Kyle how much do you believe in me dog (laughs) <laughs> not enough dude <laughs> i'll give you a oh, weekend man. here or there all a, right i can't get a honda civic out of you come nah, on dude. dude you can get a weekend here come or on, there dude. All right, that's, <laughs> hey that's good enough dude i'll take or a weekend feature here set there. if i'm headlining somewhere near you <laughs> all right all right all right same goes for you dude yeah <laughs> i can't get you a weekend the best i can offer yeah yeah hopefully <laughs> hopefully one day we'll both be headlining we can fucking just do the road together Dude, we could fucking take this shit on the road and just do live apps, man. Live pods, get some fucking metalhead guests. Dude, just do this at rock venues. That'd be dope. That'd be fucking tight, dude. Hell yeah. All All right. right. Well, let's sign off, dude. Signing off, I am Kyle Forsyth. We got the pod at Unless You Live Hardcore on all social media. Nah, just Instagram. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that's the main one, dude. Fuck Facebook. I was like, what am I talking about? Oh, bad. Yeah, Fuck it's Facebook. all bad. We'll we'll make a Twitter eventually. We're gonna make a TikTok once we have enough clips to like blast the shit out of TikTok with clips. Bombard Twitter's dying. Them. Twitter's dying. It's probably Elon Musk's fault. So we're not probably not. I mean, we might make one eventually. There's really no reason to now. There's not not enough numbers to make a podcast Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> so just follow us on Instagram and uh, follow Kyle at I am Kyle Forsyth on Insta. Follow me at Comic Jake Ford on Insta. And most importantly, rate and subscribe to the podcast, whether it's on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Uh, five so stars. Give us five stars, or else we'll f- I'll come to your house with a tattoo gun and give you a gang affiliated <laughs> Grim Reaper tattoo, bro. You're going to give you right a now, ride or die motorcycle. I'll tell you right now, tattoo. I can't draw, so it won't look as good as mine. <laughs> But it'll be similar. At least mine's clean, dude. (laughs) And you're going to be a part of the Ride or Die Motorcycle Club. Damn fucking straight, dude. (laughs) Damn straight. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll catch you guys next week. All right. Bye, everybody. All right. I'll see you, man. See you.